0: So what I want us to do, if that's all right, I want us to stand. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4. We're look at verse 6 and verse 7. Um, who got it? <laughs> Jody got it. Praise God. Come on. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 6 and verse 7. God is so good. Amen? Lover of the word. God is so, so good. 2 Kings. If you've never read this story, I want you to read it, not just because it fits into where... God's taking us, but you're going to see the nature of God. And when you read the Bible, here's a little hint. When you read the Bible, read the scriptures to discover the nature of God in the person of Jesus Christ. All right? That's a little click for you. So, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another Then the oil stopped flowing. Verse 7, she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. Come on, what a text for us to read this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you give us clarity, conviction, and let the character of Christ be revealed and your nature be established. We honor you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be. You may be seated before I dive into our our message um it was so neat last sunday i was um i was uh in a in a in a photography mode and I was taking some pictures and and it just so happened that God assembled a a a family um that that speaks of generation and they're at the same church worshiping the same God isn't that amazing when a generational legacy can do that stuff? And uh, so it was neat. And, uh, and so today, what we want to do is after service, uh, we have some cake uh, to celebrate uh, Minister Linda. And uh, so we want you, please, if you can, to stay after. Uh, her daughter went and, and got some cake for all of us. So you can have something as you make your way home. But just stay and say happy birthday to her. And uh, she's been such a treasure in my life and in Megon's life. And so, Minister Linda, happy birthday. Happy birthday. We so love that. And that is, that is awesome. Um, so I just want to make mention of that uh, for, for all of you. So today I want to talk to you about how to keep the oil flowing in your life. And so, part of that is um, we have to, to 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 recognize something here that uh, to love your neighbor is actually a command of God. It, it's 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 actually a command of God. It's not just God giving you His opinion. It is actually something that we must obey. And so, what I love about this text is that from the beginning of Second Kings chapter four. We see that there was a situation that was facing uh, this widow because her husband died and her children and so and so here it is now that she goes and, and she 's in this situation and, and how many of you been in a situation in your life where you recognize that there 's nothing that you can physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually do You, you found yourself in a situation of where you have to go to God. You just, you just have to go to God. That you can't logically figure things out. And that's what we're seeing here. And one of the things that really the Holy Spirit got a hold of me as we look at keeping the oil flowing. Is that he wants us to understand that there is something, TGP. That there is something that the Holy Spirit is downloading to me to get to you. That there's something vital about loving God. And, and that's what we probably spend the majority of our time doing. And also loving those close to us who we deem as safe people. Our, our spouse or our kids. And the danger of just loving the people who are safe is that you can get a selfie mindset. That that you don't see the bigger picture. That 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 God also wants us to expand because he wants to keep the oil flowing in your life and so when you find that there is friction a friend of mine's told me he said this he, he said there's one thing going to do with your automobile to keep it running in an optimal manner is get the oil change because because metal is rubbing against each other and and so there are certain relationships that there is friction because the oil stopped flowing either from their side or your side. The oil is not flowing anymore. There, there, there is something that has stopped and that could probably be or perhaps you realize that, that, that you've limited yourself. Not that you don't have limits as a human being. It's that God is unlimited. Come on. He's, he's unlimited. So he wants you to have a massive influence of of loving people, and so he says it. And if you go back to Luke chapter ten again, he literally says, "To inherit eternal life, you have to love God, and you have to love your neighbor." It's it's important. It it is it is really of a eternal matter. This issue. Yesterday, I I decided to. Um, um, well, the last two days I've been driving to the property that we're believing God, uh, for, for that land. And, and, and I went, uh, driving and, and I would pull in and they have a spot called where the minister can park his car. So I'd pull in there, you know, and, and, and I'm right there and I'm like, well, this has got to go, you know what I mean? And, and so, um, and, and so I decided, I said, God, let me, let me drive, let me do a circle around this area and so I started at Green, uh, Madison, and I drove on East Center Street till I got to, to Greenwood. Then I turned right. I went all the way up to, to Fairground, and went all the way back down on Fairground to, to Madison and, and came back down again. And, and I just drove and I, I, I see how, how far it was. And, and I did that because I was saying, God, I want you to, to bless this neighborhood. And I prayed for the churches. When I went by, I took a picture of the different churches that were there. And I said, God, I, I, I don't want to come here to compete. I really want to come to, to compliment and, and to pray for those churches and to say, God, do a work in them. Let their influence expand. God, if us coming there is going to mess with what you're doing, don't send us there. But I'll pray for that neighborhood. And I drove through the neighborhood, and again, whenever I see a no outlet or a dead end, there's something inside of me that just just gets riled up. Why? Because we serve a God who's unlimited people. We serve a God that wants to make sure the oil continues to flow in your life. Listen, I don't know if anybody's ever told you, but you're better when the oil is flowing through you. (laughs) Come on, you're a better husband when the oil is flowing through you. You're a better wife. You won't be like Job's wife. Come on. When the oil is flowing through you, you won't tell your husband, curse God and die. No. When the oil is flowing through you, you'll be an encouragement. And you say, come on, honey, we can do this thing. One shall chase a thousand, but two shall put ten thousand to fly. Come on, ladies. Come on, wives. When the oil is flowing, there is favor in your life. And you can love your neighbor. Come on. Amen. You can love your neighbor. And so to really understand this then, the, 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 there are four things I want to share with you real quickly about loving your neighbor because here's the deal. It is impossible. You heard me correctly. It is impossible to love your neighbor without loving God. I'm not saying you can't be nice and not love God. Of course you can. In 1 Corinthians 13, I don't want your to turn to but in 1 Corinthians 13, he says this. He says that if I give my body To be burnt. If I sacrifice. But I don't have love. It means nothing. So there are people who are doing things. And being charitable. But that's not biblical. They're just being human beings. Oh. No oil is flowing. They're just seeing a need. And perhaps it's out of guilt. Because some people will minister. or Some people will say they're helping you. Just to shut you up. Come on, come on. Listen, right? And so we have to understand that when we're talking about love your neighbor biblically, it's not just so you can get your guilt removed. No, when you love your neighbor, there's oil that is flowing that you want to flow in a community. You want it to flow in your church. You want it to flow in your family. If you want to raise godly kids, let the oil flow. This is a good word. And so the first thing we have to understand is is looking at this, and when we get to it, at the end of the service, I'm going to be praying for those who own businesses, and I'm going to pray for all of us because we're all supposed to be in business. This is a good word. Someone say it's a good word. Say it by faith because you haven't heard too much yet, but just say it by faith. This is a good word word because in the economic situation that we are facing church we will not freak out we will not look at the news and get nervous no we are going to start businesses we're going to take the wealth of the wicked come on that's been laid up for the righteous and because we love our neighbors, come on, we're not just going to say people are wicked. We're just going to say, thank you, devil. We'll take that. Thank you, devil. We'll take that. Come on. And we're going to see prosperity flow. It happened back in Genesis when there was a famine. There was a someone, his name was Joseph, whose name means increase, who had the oil of God on him. And he got into favor with Pharaoh. And because of Joseph, come on, somebody, when there was famine and there was there was drought and everything, every other nation, everybody came to Joseph. Oh, I feel this thing. See, when oil is flowing, people will come where oil is. And so in this church, council, leadership, those who are connected to TGP, that ought to be your prayer. God, let the oil continue to flow in this house. The moment the oil stops, that means we have no more vessels. It means we stop loving our neighbors. And perhaps the danger is we become religious. So how do I keep the oil flowing? The first thing is this. Write this down. You have to understand a prophetic word. That's the first thing. You have to understand a prophetic word and how the anointing works. So what's the first thing to do to keep the oil flowing and to love my neighbor? Excuse me. I have to understand a prophetic word. A word that's been spoken over my life. Now, see, I'm of the persuasion that, that as a pastor, my ultimate responsibility is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. My ultimate responsibility is to love you. It's, it's to shepherd you. It's to, it's to make disciples. That, that, that's, that's my heart. Is to do that. And so there are supplementary things that you can plug into as the body in its human nature doesn't produce all the, uh, all the vitamins and all the things that we need that you have to take supplements because of the fall. And so as a body, there are things you have to have supplement. And so there are evangelists, there are prophets, there are the five-fold ministries, there are people who encourage each other. And you need to be encouraged with everybody, right? You're not going to get everything here, right? But, but, but what I want to share with you is simply this, is that as I pastor people, my responsibility is for them to know how to engage or how to understand a prophetic word and the anointing. As a pastor, because, because the danger is that you can seek supplements somewhere and it could be demonic. And if you bring it in here, it's going to stop the oil from flowing. So my responsibility then is to pastor you and is to talk to you and says, tell me what word did you get? What was that prophetic word over your life? Why? Because I desire to see the oil flow in your life. So there's a relationship. Okay, is that relationship going to hinder the oil from flowing? There is this decision. Is that going to hinder the oil from flowing, right? Because you need to have the oil flowing. And so this prophetic word that you get in the anointed is so important because here's the deal. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, listen to what it says. The prophet goes to the nation that was facing battle. And he says, hear me, Judah, which is the tribe in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, and inhabitants of Jerusalem, the city. Believe in the Lord your God. First thing right there is to believe in the Lord your God and you will be what? Established, the Bible says. So a prophetic word is going to establish you. It's going to make sure that your faith is anchored in the rock. I was talking to, to, to Greg Rowe, and he was telling me, and he says, you know, um, um, a lot of people think, think that, that Jesus is the anchor. And I said, well, there are songs like that. But he says, no, Jesus really is the rock. I said, okay, so if he's the rock, then what's the anchor? Faith is the anchor. That anchors to the rock. And so you're going to be established because when God gives you a prophetic word, it's got to match, it's got to flow, it's got to connect to Jesus who is the rock. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church. Jesus is the rock. Are you with me? And so your faith is what establishes you then on the rock. So when you get a prophetic word, you have to take your anchor, which is faith, and you have to connect it to the rock. So you are established. And then he now says, believe his prophets and you will what? Succeed. That's what's in Saint Chronicles 20 verse 20. So we need prophetic words, but the prophetic word must come through Jesus. He is the greatest prophet. He is the only prophet of the begotten of the Father. His words are to believe. His words are to be believed and what? Obeyed. So oftentimes I tell people, if you've got a prophetic word, work that word out. Don't jump to another prophetic word and another prophetic word, another prophetic word. You will get fat on prophetic words and do nothing with it. And all you're doing is having some religious encounter, but you haven't engaged. You haven't done the second part of what God commands us to do. And guess what? You can become lazy. Hello, somebody. And so it's important that we understand that God gave a prophetic word so that you can walk out that word and in obeying God, you love him and you love your neighbor as yourself. So the first thing is prophetic. So when we talk about the oil that is flowing, the first thing we have to understand is that it's a prophetic word and the very first thing is the anointing. Someone say the anointing. The anointing means simply to smurge. It means to, to rub in. It's also where we get the word Messiah, the anointed one. And so whenever a prophetic word is given, it means that that word must become part of you. That word must be rubbed into you. Why? Just like a sheep That when the bugs come, they would take the anointing oil oil, and they would rub it into the sheep, so that the flies wouldn't bother them. Oh, come on. There are things that's trying to bother you. Come on. There are things that are going to try to bug you, to get you to curse God, try to get you off of your journey, off of your path. But when you are anointed... Pastor Teresa read it this morning, Luke chapter 4. For the Spirit of God is upon me because he has what? Anointed me. Someone write down, I'm anointed. Yeah, I'm anointed because I want to keep the oil flowing. That's why I'm anointed because I have a message for you. I'm anointed because I have a word for you. When you raise your kids, I'm anointed because, because you're part of my family. I don't care what you're doing right now. I want to let you know that the anointing of God can break every yoke, can destroy every burden. Come on, can set the captive free. Someone say, I'm anointed. That's the prophetic word over your life. So everything you do must succeed then. Oh, that's so good. It must succeed. I was talking to a friend and I'm like, man, I I hate losing. I've told you, even Monopoly, if I feel like I'm losing, I'll flip the board over. No, pray for me. I'm serious. Like, I hate to lose. I, I despise losing. No, I want you to hear, I hate it. But, but, that even if I realize I'm going to lose, then, then I'm going to change the rules of the game. I'm playing golf, and I'm not as, definitely not, not as good as Noah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not. But playing golf, so what I do is this, is that if I realize I'm not playing well, I'll say, okay, I'm going to work on one part of my game that I know I can succeed in. <laughs> Forget about getting it in the hole. I just want to make sure I hit it right. <laughs> So you have to have a winner's mindset. When you are anointed, the enemy can't do anything to you. Come on. And so you're always thinking about success. Why? Because the word of God tells you that. This is what the Bible says you are. You're not just a conqueror. The Bible says you're what? More than a conqueror. And so even though opposition is there, all those things are coming. I have to recognize I have to understand that God has anointed me and he's gifted me and he's put things in my life. And so I have to be able to walk those things out. And so I said to myself, I said, God, um, what is that? And he said this. He says, Ro, all of your life, all of your life. You have always championed winners. That's what he means. He goes, All of your life, you grew up in Metro Housing in the projects, but you didn't let the project grow up in you. Come on. Come on. You would go to school with a briefcase, and I'd be dressed up. I'm in high school with a briefcase, with my afro and my part in the middle. <laughs> Because I realized that I cannot embrace the project I live. Oh, come on, somebody. You got to hear me, church. Before I got saved, I was doing those things. So when I gave my heart to Jesus, I'm like, ooh, hold on a second here. If I can accomplish this in my flesh, and now that I'm anointed by God, oh, look out, world, here I come. Because I got the greatest message. I got a prophetic word from God. And the reason why I'm in America is because the prophetic word says, I'm sending you to America. I said, Okay, God. Why? Because I've anointed you and I'm sending you there. Why? Because you understand how to create champions. And so, pastor in this church, that's why when we meet as a council, when we put something on the table, we blow the Holy Spirit on it. And what stays on there, we says we can accomplish it. We can achieve it. That's why I drive to the property, and I drive around it, and I park where it says, minister. Why? Because I'm feeding my mind. I'm saying, God, show me what you have for me. Are you with me, TGP? You got to do something that speaks to the prophetic word inside of you. Do something extraordinary. Believe God. Again, I was in Delaware, dropping something off, and I said, oh, I haven't been down here in a minute. So I drove to one of my favorite spots, the airport, and I drive there. And I don't believe it's a coincidence. Every time I go there, the private jets are sitting right there. And I'll pull in because you really can't just hover there, you know, seeing what's going on. So i would pull in and just, just look, in, and I would see the jets. I, I would see these aircraft. I see these planes coming in, and I would just start to dream. I would just start to dream. Why? Because when you get a prophetic word, do something with it. When you get a prophetic word, be established by it. i got to hurry. I'm spending way too much time on that. But the first thing is we see here, she goes to the man of God and she says, Give me a prophetic word. My husband's dead. The creditors are going to take my kids. And it's legal what they're going to do. They're going to take my legacy. They're going to take what's left of me. And this particular husband, as tradition was saying, Josephus says, this was Obadiah. Obadiah was the servant back when Elisha, Elijah, Elijah, excuse me, Elisha's mentor. It was Obadiah who would hide the prophets. This was a faithful man of God. And she described him as he feared the Lord. And all of a sudden now, he's given everything for the kingdom of God. He gave everything for the kingdom of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Obadiah gave everything for the kingdom of God. And so the situation came up, and she says, I need a prophetic word. Hear me, TGP. And all those who are listening, listen to me. When you find yourself where logic can't work, get a prophetic word from God that you're going to obey. She came to the prophet and says, what shall I do? He goes, what do you have? He goes, all I have, all I have is a little oil. He goes, all right. The second thing we have to see from a prophetic word is number two, write this down. It's profitable to obey a prophetic word. It's profitable. The Bible tells us right here that she said she had oil. And in the Bible, oil is referenced more than 200 times. There were various types of oils that would be mentioned in the Hebrew culture. There was a variety of oils that came. There were some used for worship, some for spiritual practices. Olive oil in particular was one of those oils that is mentioned throughout the scripture. And see, olive oil is pressed from the fruit of the olive trees that have many use, and there are many functions of it. So here's the deal. What she had in her house was a little oil, but when a prophetic word hits it, this is what the oil represents. Are you with me so far? Here is what the oil represented. Oil as a commodity. It was a dietary staple. It was used to spread on bread. It was used in cooking. Have you read the story in in 1 Kings where the widow of Zarephath, the prophet comes, and his name is Elijah. And he comes in now, and he says, um, uh, make me a cake and, and, and feed it to me first. And she says, all I have is a little flour and a little oil. And he says this, give it to me first. Give it to me first, and then go ahead and feed you and your children with it. She said, all I have is this little oil, and you want me to give it first? Listen, when you give your resources to the kingdom, when you transfer the little you have with a prophetic word, God makes it profitable. He makes it profitable. Profit is not a bad word when it, because the Bible says that when you read the scriptures, your profit is shown to everybody. It's good to be profitable. Someone say profitable. Come on, that's a good word right there. Don't choke on that word. It's good to be profitable. I'd rather be profitable than it be in poverty. Profitable. And so here it is now. And also, please, don't let the enemy get you think I'm just talking about money. I'm talking about prosperity and profitable in your mind, in your thinking. I'm talking about being profitable in so many different ways. Matt, money is the lowest form of currency. Come on, somebody. There are so many other currency that's available. And this is what they were saying. To love your neighbor, you can't just say, I don't have money. To love your neighbor is because I have a prophetic word from God. I'm anointed by God. And everything that I do in Christ profits everything I do profits so it was a dietary staple It's used to you spread on bread it was used for cooking mixing with flowers to make bread soldiers often would take the oil and they would rub it in their leather shields that they were used that they were using in battle this would keep the shield from being brittle and broken so oil was a commodity for cooking and it was also necessary for warfare oh come on somebody Come on, come on. The Bible says take the shield of faith, right? But if there's no oil on it, you got to have oil on that shield of faith. I was at at the zoo. This was years ago. And I was at the zoo, and there's a particular animal. and, And I was reading it, and I love it. I can get a sermon from anything, right? And so I was there. And so it says that, that when, when this particular animal uh, feels that there's attack, the mom would wrap around the cubs or would wrap around the children. And then the male would wrap around the female who would wrap around the kids. I'm like, ooh, look at that sermon, right? Whenever there is danger, mom runs to the rescue, but then dad comes and says, you got to get through me first. And so when you take the shield of faith, man, come on, you've got to be anointed. You've got to take that oil and rub it in there. Why? Because when the enemy comes in like, oh, come on. when the enemy comes in, you've got to have your shield of faith right here. And say, come on in, honey. Come on in, children. Stay right here. Why? Because God has anointed me for this. And what the enemy tries to do to try to get through, oh, this shield's anointed by God. It's anointed. It's a shield of faith. It's anointed. You are soldiers in the kingdom. You are soldiers. Take your shield. Oil was not just only used for commodity. Oil was also used for cure. Oil was used for the sick as well as applied to injuries. High quality, I'm quoting now, anointed oils, medicine, and fragrances were created with pure ingredients which had a common and therapeutic properties. That is so cool. Oil was also used for cosmetics. Oil was the base for making perfumes, and, and oil was used when it was boiled and then added secret blends of root and bark powder, tree resin, and spices. They could very, listen, listen, when you had cosmetic that was made from oil, it can cost almost a year's salary. What she had in her house, she thought was little. But when the prophetic word went on, it was profitable. Are you following what I'm saying so far? She goes, all I have is this oil. He says, that's enough because I'm going to expand your thinking. Ooh, Good God Almighty. Don't you ever say you're not enough. Come on. Don't you ever say that you don't have enough. With God on your side, expand your influence. Expand your thinking. That's so good. Oil was used for cosmetics. Oil was also used for commerce and for trade. It was. It was a precious item on an international trade that Solomon had used uh, uh, to pay for some of the supplies he was used to build the temple. So in building the temple, Solomon was saying, hey, hey, here's some oil that he can use for commerce. So what she had in her house was profitable, but she had to get it out of her house for expansion. Oh, God. What she had in her house Was profitable, but she had to get it out of her house for expansion. And she said, All I have is this. And the prophetic word says, What look what God's gonna do with that? All I have is this, but with a prophetic word, God's gonna say, I'm gonna do all that with it. And so now He goes and He says, Ask your neighbor. And I love this part about the oil because the oil is not only, number one, prophetic, number two, profitable. Number three, oil is practical. It's practical. So w- w- when we see this, the process of anointing typically involves the, apl- the, the applying of the oil to the head. So I won't, I, won't, I won't do this to you, Scott, but you're right in front of me, and, and, and you know, you're the same here thing as I do, right? And so, and so whenever you witness oil... Being poured over somebody, their head, it represents influence and authority. It represents that you're being set apart for practical use by God. That you're being set apart to elevate, to lead people. And so when David, next king, had to be found, they would walk around and they would, and it wouldn't pour, and it wouldn't pour, and it wouldn't pour. And God says, the oil would only. Poor, come on the oil will only flow excuse me when god says it aligns with my will and so david came now and as soon as david came up the reason the prophet knew was david because he didn't break it it was broken by the holy spirit who says this is the one that i'm anointed and when you got saved come on when you gave your heart to jesus guess what happened Pop, woo, and it got to poor It was the accuser of the brethren. The devil says, you can't anoint them. Look what they have done. You can't anoint them. Look who they are. You can't anoint them. Look at their skin color. You can't anoint them. And And God says, devil, shut up. Because when I pour the anointed, oh my God. Pop, it opens up. Practical stuff. Anointed. So here's a tip if you're looking. And if someone's pursuing you, ask them has the oil poured over your head. Because if you're to be the head of my life, come on, ooh, you've got to be anointed by the Holy Spirit who's the head of your life. Because I don't want the oil to stop flowing. Oh, my goodness. That's such a good word. That's such a good word. I, I was telling somebody, we were talking, and and, and and so part of the reason why we want the anointed to flow is, is, is because we want, we want people to be empowered. And, and so... And so here is, here's a little tip. Um, so I'm obviously not in the singles club, but I'm the pastor of the singles club, right? So, so, so I give a prophetic word. And so here's what we do, right? When the oil stops flowing, what we do is this. is what we do. This is the culture. So the oil's now flowing, and we're saying, okay, God, who do you have for me? Or who can I have? Leave me. Or even a, a boss, for that example. You want someone who's anointed to keep the oil flowing in your life, right? And so what we do typically is we, 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 we see here um, as opposed to seeing God pouring the oil. And so when God pours the oil over somebody, it's for you and I, thank you, Holy Spirit, to believe oh, is to believe and encourage them. The oil is on your life. Encourage them. So I tell men all the time, the oil is on your life, the Oil wants to flow in your life because there is somebody that God is bringing to you that needs to know the oil is flowing in your life. Are you with me? And so it's very practical because priests and kings and prophets, they were all anointed with the oil over their head. And so I want God to anoint my head. And that's why, ladies, I encourage you sometimes. You ever hear what? A a wife would would just rub some oil on the pillow of the husband. (laughs) And say, God, as he sleeps, come on. I love that. Yes. So practical. Rub that oil, baby. You say, come on. That he has sweet sleep and get revelations and vision for your family. That's the anointing. And for men, buy them expensive perfume. They love it. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's what ladies want, right? Buy them expensive perfume. Number two, this is really neat. You anoint the head, but you also anoint the feet. The feet are very important. You have to anoint the feet. And we see that with Mary. Uh, she came in and she broke the, the alabaster bar and it filled the house with the fragrance of the oil. And so, where you anoint the head, you anoint the feet, and also you anoint the body as well. The anointing of the body was not just for death that they would do for that, but it was to revive or energize their bodies. This is why we have a company called Essential Oils, right? You know what I'm saying? They'd say That's the other business in the business of oil, because it revives the body. Um, and it energizes uh, the body. So we see now if keep the oil flowing, it's prophetic, it's profitable, it's practical. And now let's get to the meat of the message it's provision. It's provision. It's provision. In 2 Kings chapter 4, sometimes it's so simple that we miss it. She says now, okay, um, Bring me another vessel. And they said, we have no more. My question for you is, who stopped the flow of oil? Was it God? No. God didn't stop the flow of oil. They had reached their max. And God says, okay, the oil is going to stop flowing now. And they come back to the prophets. So they go right back to a prophetic word again. What do I do with this now? What do I do? I see it's profitable. I see that, that, that it's practical. Um, um, I, I, see, I see that it's prophetic. What do I do with this oil? And here's what he said, and I love this. He said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. When we obey God and we want the oil to keep flowing, God provision flows from Him. Write this down or listen to this. God's provision flows from who? Him. If we go back to the title page again, I want you to see this. God's provision flows from a prophetic word. That is also ready. This, this, this particular word, right, is, is, is practical. And, and we can see the, the importance of, of the word of God. That when we look at it and, and we're seeing this thing. That now we get to a place of, of the provision of it. And it says God's provision flows from him. Who does provision flow from? So that's why we love God. That's why we love God. But it also doesn't stop there. It also now has to go through his people. That's love one another. And finally then unto us. So look at what the prophet said. The prophet says, go and sell the oil and pay your debt. So he says, what God provided for you. Ooh, take it now and give it through to people. Make it come through you. Don't hoard it all. Oh, come on. Expand the oil. Start a business. Oh, my God. The Holy Spirit spoke to him and says, Ro, the best way to love your neighbor is to start a business. The best way to start a business. I'm going to show you biblically why every single one of us should be in business. Even if you're an employee, you should be in business because the prophetic word. Ooh, this is so good. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You just saw, the prophet says, go and sell the oil. Why? Because it's profitable. There are people out there that wants to anoint their families, but they have no oil. There's people out there that wants to spread oil on bread, but they don't have any. There's people out there with tremendous needs, and in your house is all this resource, and you're not going to love your neighbor? How selfish are you? Go and sell the oil. Oof. So God's provision flows from God. And when people ask you, how did you get the oil? Tell them, God provided it for me. But didn't your husband just die and the craters were coming to take your kids? Yes, but God intervened. Come on, but God intervened. Why? Because he's anointed me, hallelujah, with oil. And so therefore, I obeyed a prophetic word. You think it can work for me? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So true business owners go in for profit, but not profit like you think. Because to protect greed, you can't start as if it's for you. Oh, God, come on. It flows through you. Oh, that's some good stuff here. This is really great practical stuff of how we need to see things. Just go and sell the oil. So in other words, the first thing we're seeing is God says family business is what he's about. Sons and their moms had a family business called Oil International. And they went as a family. Come on, everybody's involved. Everybody's involved. Whenever you start a business, everybody in your household is part of that business. You tell your children, come on, you tell everybody. You're part of the family business. Ooh, that's so good. You're part of the family business. It's part of the legacy that's being built here. Just go and sell the oil. You're part of the, part of the family business. Here's what he gave me, and let me share with you how he gave you. God is the provider and source. Let's just stop right there. God is the provider and the source. Um, I don't I don't I don't listen to the news too often cuz it's very depressing but um they make money off bad stuff, right? So you got to find the good stuff. And when you when you when you listen to the news or if you find what's going on between um Russia shutting off the energy pipe, and, and 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 you got wars over here, and you got threats over here, and it's totally depressing, folks. How do you start a business in this economy? God's your provider, and God's your source. Can't even get baby formula. Supply chains, come on. If you think all it is as a church is for us to get together and just gather together and, and, and roast marshmallows, And as God is my witness, the church is the answer for every economic situation that's being faced. Families at home discussing how we're going to make ends meet, and God is saying, I've given oil to the church. It's a family business, it's a family business. God is the provider and the source. If you're going to start a business, it is not about getting your business license first. Yes, because that's the culture of this world. But it's first must get permission and say, God anoint me for business. Why? Because you are the provider and the source. First thing, she will never forget who the provider and the source is. It was God. (sighs) It was God. It was God. The second part is this. So what do we do then? You are to be the producers of resources. Oh, my God. To be in business for yourself, all you need is a couple of things. A product or a service that people want and need, a price they can afford, and you're in business for yourself. That's it. That's it. Jesus walked along the shore. And who did he go for? Business. Business. Come on. Come on. It's business. Even Jesus, if you read your Bible, says, I must be about the father's what? Oh, come on. Jesus said that. I must be about the father's business of kingdom expansion. So to love God and to love your neighbor is the family business that when you got saved, you got shares into. Oh, my God. And he goes on, "You are to be the producers of resources and not just consumers of resources, because that's what creates debt. Come on. You are to be producers of resources, a goods, a service. You see? business is God's intended partner in his great work as provider for all of humankind. His point, and I'm quoting, is that business is the way God has chosen to provide the goods and services. We all depend on each day and create the wealth we need to be able to afford those goods and services. As I look at the time, and I, as I got a few more minutes. Here, here, is, here is where it is. Why do we want to keep the oil flowing? We want the oil to keep flowing because, because we're going to love our neighbors. There is no reason for God to give us that land if we're not going to love our neighbors. It's a waste of time and a waste of resources. It's to love our neighbors. Hear me, church. I'm stepping out of where I held back, and I'm stepping into where God has anointed me to go. And I'm inviting this church to come with me. Because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he has called me here to speak to a people he has chosen. Hear me now, every one of you that he has chosen to come along this journey to love God and love our neighbors. And I promise you, your household will be blessed as a result of this. I'm no longer going to stay in the shadows of public opinion, I'm no longer going to stay in the shadows. Of trying to please people. There's an oil that is flowing in my life. And I refuse to let anybody stop it from flowing. And I encourage you the same thing as well. Let the oil flow. Business owners. This is for you. I support you 100%. And every resource that I have is available to you. Because your prosperity points people back to the provider and the source. So when they come into your business, no longer are they just a client. You're going to serve them now with excellence because you want the oil to flow. Oh my God. That when they leave your establishment or they receive your product or they receive your service, they would say there is no one else like this business. And God will get the glory because you've expanded his kingdom in the earth. Luke 19 turned to my last scripture. If you're a business owner, I want to pray for you this morning. Because I don't care what the economy looks like, you're going to prosper. Come on. It's not some naming and claiming, some prospering. No, no, no. I'm telling you right now, this is Bible. This is Bible. You will make payroll. come on, somebody.. Ooh, ah. come on. Your product will expand for the glory of God. You will hire employees who need the anointing on your life. You will create cultures. That people won't leave you. Not because you don't pay them enough. Because what they receive from you is above what they pay. Come on. They receive peace and joy and harmony. Working. Fulfilling their purpose. Because you started your business. Luke 19 verse 11 to 13. Are you there? As they heard these things. He proceeded to tell them, this is verse 11, as, he, as they heard these things, he proceeded to tell them a parable because he was near to Jerusalem. 2 Corinthians chapter 20, verse 20, Hear, O Judea and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Way back there, he now comes in with here and he says this now. And because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately, He said, therefore, a nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. Calling ten of his servants, he gave them ten minas and said to them, let's read that together. Engage in business until I come. That's the assignment of the church. That's talking about Jesus who went to a far country when he died and went to heaven. And he's waiting to come. And he says, our assignment is to do what? Engage in business and tell I what? So when people ask you, what do you do? You tell them, I'm engaging in the family business. Oh, God. Because I've been anointed for this. With every head bowed, every eyes closed. Business owners, self-employed entrepreneurs, I want to pray for you. And for all of you that want to engage in loving God and loving your neighbor, I want to pray for you. Keep the oil flowing. Come on. Keep it flowing. Keep it flowing. If you're a business owner, are you desire to be in business? I'm not going to keep you long, but I, I, want, I want you to come to this altar. I want you to come to this altar. I want you to come to this altar. If you're a business owner, or you desire to be that? Come on. I want you to come. I want you to come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to come. 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 Keep the oil flowing. Keep it flowing. In the name of Jesus. I pray over your creativity. I pray over your understanding of finance. I pray over you, prosperity of mind, strategic ideas. Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus. I pray expansion, favor with clients, doors open in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Pray with me, pray with me, pray with me. Father, I thank you for the anointing of God. I pray increase, favor, abundance. I pray in Jesus' name, every obstacle to be removed in Jesus' name. I pray for favor. I pray for favor, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I pray expansion. I pray expansion. I pray every resource that is needed to be available in the name of Jesus. I pray in Jesus' name, no supply chain issues. In the name of Jesus. I pray, I pray right now that the anointing that rests on me, I pray right now to rest upon these, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And from now until the end of the year, God, you will expand you, God, will expand in the name of Jesus. Come on, glory to God. Hallelujah. There's only one thing that God is asking of you is to keep the oil flowing. Father in Jesus, I pray when they read their Bibles that you would give them wisdom from heaven. I pray, God, when they have meetings with clients, that you turn their hearts towards them and says, yes, I'll give you this contract. In the name of Jesus. God, this is just the first step in understanding the parable of the Good Samaritan. You've taken all this time and you have walked us through this so we can understand the depths of what you meant. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus And so, Father, I give you the praise and the glory for what you're doing in their lives. Think big. Trust God. He is your provider. He is your source. You are producers of resources. You will expand the kingdom of God. You will prosper. First in the word of God in your relationship with Jesus. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. In the name of Jesus. In the name that's above every name, in Jesus' name. Now, congregation, every single one of us have been given something by God to engage in business until he comes back. I pray for you as well. Engage in the business of the kingdom of God. There are so many people that require your presence. And God is releasing you to love your neighbor as you love God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated, those who stood up. You may be seated. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and amen, and amen. You know, one of the things, and I'll confess for all the pastors or preachers who come up here, is after you finish preaching, you're like, oh, gosh, I could have said this better. I could have said this. I left this out. This morning, as I release you to go get some cake as we celebrate Linda's birthday, God has spoken. And there is nothing except God. If it wasn't from you, remove it. But I know this was a word for the Lord for this house. And I'm telling you right now, as I stand looking at every single one of you, we're going to love God and love our neighbors. And God is going to grow his church for his honor and for his glory. And you're going to remember this message and say, I'm glad I was here to hear about the Father's business. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen, and amen, and amen. Go in the grace of God, and go knowing that the Father has anointed you for this very purpose in Jesus.